with you pertaining to self-worth. Yeah, I did. Actually, uh, from the last podcast, there was someone that had listened and said, hey, they were, they said, you want us to give comments, talk about how we feel, that word devalue. I feel devalued and my self-worth. And they were sharing just that for them, they talked a lot about their self-worth or their about the value of themselves. How do you how do you how do you know your value? How how do you know that you are uh, you are um, a value add to the relationship? What what makes you know that you're bringing something? We say, what do you bring into the table? But really, we're just saying, do you add value to the relationship? How do you know, Chance, that you add value to the relationship? Not the one with God, but the one with um, with other persons. Are you talking about a personal relationship? Precisely. Yes. I don't know. Well, that other person pretty much can define your worth, correct? Uh, no. What, no. What, do, do, no. Do, can that no. other person? No. Mm-mm. No. I gotta stop can right that person say, well, are you only worth a dime? And for the other person, then that's why we have a door. So oh. they can exit. Oh, okay. Because if you think I'm just worth a dime, then two dollars. <laughs> well, let me tell you, this is something I shared with a friend of uh, maybe a year or so ago. She was saying how in relationships she had some struggles with persons valuing her. And so this is my take. Okay, if I'm dating you and we're hanging out and we're good and and you maybe I'm worth. Um, I'll say I bring to when when we get first get together. I'm worth say a hundred dollars, and you're like, yeah, man, look, this 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 is the woman in my life. She's a hundred dollars. This is a hundred dollars. Now I know that. We did. This is an example. Well, in three months from now, I'll say six months from now. Am I still adding? Just am I just still a hundred dollars? I am now. Uh, I now am I something like maybe five hundred dollars? Has my value increased? Have I? Have you been able to help invest in me to where now I'm worth more? Because in the relationship, you, we should invest in one another. So you shouldn't just be a hundred dollars after we've had a relationship for a while. There, you should be worth more because of us being together. So that's kind of like that. God in us, I'm worth more because I'm in a relationship with God. That's the value. So in a in a man-woman relationship. And so I told her, I said, you have to learn how to gauge this. If you're in a relationship and in six months or so you feel less about yourself than you did when you got in the relationship, something's wrong. You've gone bankrupt. <laughs> 
and you might need to think about it. So when we talk about valuing, adding value to the relationship, what do you do to add value? To add value to the to relationship. If you if you want me to be in this relationship with you, what are you going to do to add value to 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 make the relationship more valuable? I didn't know that we, we could put a price on a relationship. Well, the price is just that's just an example. Yeah, but uh, but we still use that word to value and value a relationship. Well, I think everybody is across the board. You're worth as much as you feel you're worth. Oh, so it's about self worth. It's the self worth. So if, if you don't have a self worth, you can only like I may have. I may have discussed it in the last part that you can only devalue yourself. You know, who can devalue you when it's you from the inside out? But think about it, Thomas. People can people can hurt you. Okay, let's talk about domestic violence. Because you let them. And that's true. We do allow them to do that, yeah. but we're being conditioned to you're, you're, that person is the, the person in my life. That man's the man in my life. We start thinking about domestic abuse. People talking to you and in, in any kind of way, you ain't nothing. You ain't gonna never be anything. You'll never have anything. I mean, that is that's demeaning and it devalues the person, making you feel bad about yourself. So, yeah, it's but in, in the long way, in the long term of things, that person that's devaluing you mm -hmm. and talking down on you, they're actually devaluing themselves. They're depreciating. To do that to any woman is depreciating yourself as being a man because look who you come from. You're part woman. You're very much part woman. And you're going to devalue. To do that, you depreciate yourself. Anytime you devalue a woman and tell you ain't worth this, you ain't worth that, you bring in more out of you. Your, your evaluation is going to nothing, to negative. Wow. Because look where you come from. Oh my goodness. If you look and you think about where you come from, because all of us are part woman. More part of woman than man. Man will send you, hey, there's a part that he does that is a, like an atomic bomb. <laughs> but it's the woman in which the flesh is, is evolved, in which the spirit is into. But to be honest about it, a man, it can't, when he does that, he's actually devaluing himself. I can't see where, you know, if he ever get any awareness or conscious awareness, he'll see where, wow, this is something I should not have done. And he'll, he'll, he should apologize. I mean, just cry. Get on both knees and cry and just say, please forgive me. Oh, listen to I mean, you. Just, you just, and all the ladies say, hey, hey, hey. Woo, I like that. That is awesome. And it Woo. It happens. It does. You know? I mean, it, it does. happens, and you, you got to be a man enough to look at it and see it. But I want to ring the bell. I'm going to get a bell for the next podcast. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. Most people, and it can be a female, most people, when they say those kinds of things, it's out of a place of hurt, anger, whatever. So they come back with words and say, all those things to hurt you, to devalue you, is as a way of getting back at you, to hurt you because they're they're mad about something. So they do that kind of stuff. So listening to you talk about, hey, I don't devalue women. I don't put women down because I realize you said that consciousness, the left, the place where you are as a man in your thinking about women is so wonderful. It's awesome because. 
Most people well, don't. It's a, it's how it's how you love your mother. Right, right, you know, right. It's a mother's love. That's mm. all it is. But you don't go in a relationship thinking that that lady friend or that relationship that she's your mother. Ain't no way. Thank you. I'm glad to know that. I'm and that way. But when it comes to relationship <laughs> between a, a man and a woman, basically that's that's a it goes down to a need. And, and what it is is sometimes a woman will come involved in a relationship or a man will come, get involved in a relationship because there's a need there. And when it comes down to you in the relationship with your mother, the difference between those two is that your mother's relationship with you is to keep you alive. Mm. Mm. So the mom keeps you alive. Being in a relationship, whether it's with um, just a friendship or just uh, a, a, a more serious, as I've been told, that special relationship, if you're into that, then... If you believe that there's that that person's bringing value to your life, are they changing you in some manner? You know, we start out with a penny, a nickel, a dime. It increases, and you want once you get the nickel, I'm going for the dime, baby. I'm after the dime. Once I get the dime, I'm going for the quarter. Then I'm going for the dollar. Then the five dollar. I'm gonna quit looking at me like that. What are you talking about? I'm talking about you want more. You want you want more into the relationship. So And that could cause a problem. Why? Because you're gonna have a person sitting over here saying, like, I, I just I just I can't do that. I just ain't got it. I don't have enough juice. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be a guy that's gonna sit there and say, Well, I need more, I need more, you need uh -huh. more. Well, I mean, uh, I just ain't got more. It, I mean, what I have, what I bring to the table, mm -hmm. is that enough? Is that enough? And, and, that's that, the and that, that, if that ain't enough, because you exceeded that, you want more. And you know what? That's what I said. I said it like that because that's what happens in a lot of relationships. We're always wanting more. Always wanting more. So, what would you bring to the table? And you need to make sure that you bring what you bring is you, and that you are valued. So. Not being, not making sure that you don't feel like you're not valuable. You know, self worth. Feel good about who you are. You know, recently I had someone to share with me some things about me and about uh, me, what I bring to the table, and and it was a man, and so that that man telling me what I bring to the table helped me to see that through a male through a male's eyes, yeah. And it's my heart. So I have a good heart. That I'm I'm a kind person, and that means a lot. That's a whole lot. And you don't. And so in a relationship, having a kind heart is a plus. That's a value add. And that's what we're talking about. Not just things you bring, but bringing the the bringing the essence of you. Recently, I wrote a play for a church, The Real Reveal, and it deals with what you bring to life and life experiences. So it's just those things, it's just who you are. And that's and that's that's what it's all about. That's what the relationship is about. Definitely. Then when you look around you, you say, God, and then God is all around us mm -hmm. and we're part God. God is in us. Mm -hmm. But how are you gonna value God? Tell me that. You can't. If I'm looking at my brother or my sister on this level, I say, 
if I'm seeing this human being, I'm seeing that, that's God. And I'm looking in the air, I'm looking in the universe, everything, all this is God. Then I look over here and say, oh, $2, whatever. How? I said, I just told God it was $2. This is a creation. But don't you think people do that, though? They do. Well, when we don't. They do. do right. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? I'm so glad we're finally on the same page. They That's do it. We're finally on the same page. They do it. Ding, 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 of ding, course. ding. Yes. They deny you God all the time. You know, because they don't give him all that's due him. You know, he deserves my worship. He deserves my praise. And with that, that means he has earned the right for me to praise and to worship him because of who he is. So his creation, so when I devalue you, then I'm putting down him. I'm devaluing God. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Hey, I know I was gonna get it right. Woo woo. Exactly. We're on the page. We're on the page. Yeah. We're on the page. page. I think we're in the middle of the page now. So let's keep talking about this. Yeah. We'll turn the pages a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and you hear it, you hear it in the workplace. Yeah. You hear it all around you where someone's looking at it, oh no, here this come again. Yeah. Here this come again. Then we talk about this. <laughs> That's a human being. You know, yes. the human being it has a spiritual there's a spiritual effect to it. Mm -hmm. There's an energy to that human being. But you're looking at it this. And you say this, that's part of you too. Right, right. That's part of you too. Mm -hmm. That's the humankind, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, humankind. That's a human, you a human. But you devalue that one. Yeah, I wish sure everybody's human. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> there's some monsters out here. Right, but there's but monsters remember, and demons. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. But you have that's one of the things that I value about you being in, in, in my life is that you shared about these 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 spirits, these these spirits that come, those like little demons that the little uh, imps that come and that cause us to think in a different way. I was in a women's conference this morning and they were talking about putting on the whole armor of God and dealing with you know, demons and uh, the devil and his wiles, or his tactics and all of that, because it's real. And that's what they were really trying to convey in the comments, how to handle your your warfare, how, how to get in shape and get prepared for the war that we face every single day, because something's always coming at you. So, you know, I, you know this one I want to ask you. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Let's give it a try. I hope you're ready after having me play God the other week. It's, you know, it's my time. How do you keep this peaceful nature that you have, this place? You know, I admire that. Well, um, but think friend. about this, though. What if there actually is not a peaceful atmosphere that's within me? What if it's whatever's going on within me is a turmoil of spiritual warfare? But what I have to portray I have to portray a peacefulness. I have to give this out because who knows? It may it may just help someone to oh say. And if someone's looking at me and say, "Example, that person always easy going, whatever." Nobody knows what's going on inside. That person's fighting a war mm -hmm. to be to be able to be like that. Oh. You, know, you never know. But so that war and that spirit. Yeah, but you, 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 the question you ask me is, how do I seem so peaceful? Yeah. You gotta make yourself be that way. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, I need a pen and a pencil. Everybody, audience, let's get pen and pencil. Yeah. He's getting a paper. Yeah, he's getting ready to give us impart some information that I think we all need because I know from work to church to family to the grocery store to Kroger, Walmart, wherever, there are times when it's hard to be peaceful, even at the gas station. So I'm going to take notes. You have a problem you. at the gas station? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Well, you know, people can be crazy at the gas. Okay, you you're pumping, I'm pumping my gas, and somebody rolls up or walks up. Hey, hey, you got two dollars? Seriously? <laughs> so, you know, that can change, that can you know, pull I mean, your peace. You heard that time when you know, like, if somebody can ask you for two dollars, I'm sure they can say, Welcome to McDonald's, may I help you? <laughs> I think you're and right. If you give them two dollars, he's going to go look for the next two. And then if they give him $2, he's going to go look for the next two. And then when he started to get all these $2 the next day, the next day he's going to go back out and get another two. That's right. So when does he start to build a life and say, I need a career and I want to take care of things for myself and have dignity? Oh. You know, and nothing's wrong with the beggar because the beggar's been back in what? Biblical times? Yeah. There's always been a beggar and it's okay. It's mm -hmm. where your heart desires. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong to give. But I would, but my, I, I'm not going to say believe. My thought, my process is that I feel that if I give, it was something that I feel that this person actually at this time really needed. And I feel that maybe it's a stepping stone. Uh, but usually the people that are really hurting and living out of their cars right now, mm -hmm. they won't ask. Too much pride. Huh. They won't ask. There's a lot of people on the street that, that aren't begging. They're just trying to make it day by day or in a home, just making it through a job that ain't paying enough. Mm. They're not out. They're not. You won't hear from them. You won't hear from them because they know about maybe, maybe they've been through the process of knowing how to struggle. We all struggle. We come from the bottom and we come up. Mm. Then we get knocked back down. But, but that experience of being on the bottom teaches how to get back up. Oh, wow. If you spent more time standing up than you've been on that floor, you're going to have a problem getting back off that floor when you go down. Mm. But when you deal with a bunch of struggles, you start to learn the process. The process. How and then you take, you take every little bit, a little bit of step each time. You go a little higher, a little higher, and a little higher. And you get out of this. That's how you get through a struggle. How you get through a struggle. So that takes me back to getting through the struggle. Tell us again, because I want to take notes. How do you keep this peaceful demeanor? The peaceful demeanor, you gotta dig deep inside. You yeah. get up in the morning, I get up in the morning, I don't wanna do this, I don't wanna do this. I you know, you just look and you, you, you open your arms up and look up in the, you know, I always say, look up, I don't know where it is. I think it's all around me. Right. And say, God, this is gonna be a great day. I'm gonna have a great day. Everybody around me is gonna be peaceful. They're gonna treat me kind. I'm gonna treat them kind. And then you believe that. And have faith in that. It works. It I works. promise you. I, I won't say this unless I experience it in more times than one. Because I say those things and I believe those things in the morning. It works. It works. Give it a try. It I mean, works. you got nothing to lose. Right. And, and everything to gain. Exactly. And I, and I believe because I think we can, if we condition ourselves to where we awake in the mornings and we think we 
I don't care what's going on. And I know for there are times when things can weigh so heavily on you that it's hard to even think about something positive. But if we start shifting our thinking, and as we call it in education, having a growth mindset, but a spiritual growth mindset, where we start thinking of things more positive. I do it, something every morning. It's, uh, I say, God, what are my steps? Uh, affirmations. My stops? Right. Uh, yeah, affirmations. Right. You know, uh, I say, what are my steps, my stops, my mouth, and my thoughts in your word? So wherever I step, wherever I stop, Whatever my thoughts are and whatever comes out of my mouth, I want it to bring glory and honor to him. So in my that's but that's because of the relationship I have with him. So I get up usually with something positive to think about. And I try to if I don't, because I'm real, I I catch it, I got, I have all kinds of things. You get street, right? I, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> you know what? Take we, it to the streets, right? You know, that's the next, that's the next podcast. And so I uh, I started thinking about things that you know, like okay, life or stressors at work or something like that. But at, but you know, within like a minute, I start focusing on knowing that God has me, knowing that only I think what what happens is we stay in that place because we stay there and I, and I'm the only one that can bring me out of that place right. now, like you know people say, oh you know this happened in life and I, yeah I'm not saying things don't happen but it's all about your attitude in the midst of those things happening the car broke down the goldfish died the cat killed the mouse, whatever in the house, all of that kind of stuff. So things do happen, but a lot of it is the way you start viewing those things. Mm -hmm. Going back to something you said, the process, the process. My daughter's son, my daughter's uh, best friend, he's always saying, hey, mama, tell mommy, trust the process. I mean, it, he may call it like once or twice or five times a year and say, mama, Trust the process. And generally, when he says it, I'm going through, I'm being processed. Have you ever seen anything be processed? Like um, um, when they grind meat and they go through that process. You have a processor at home. No, a food I don't, processor. I don't have that. You don't have a food processor? No, I don't process nothing. <laughs> I, like, I like it when it's organic, if I can get it. But I wouldn't want to be processing anything. Well, some, <laughs> some people have a food processor in their house. And so, well, yeah. what would you process? I mean, that's a question I have for you. What would you a process? A food processor. Tell me food. Maybe, where, where have I skipped this in my intellectual, intellectual thinking where I don't know much about a processor? What is that? You know what? That'll be another podcast. We'll put that on the we're, we're gonna get a I'm gonna press the button. Well, that you processing like, <laughs> like you you you're putting all this stuff together and you're making it like build something. Right, you're, you're building, building something, okay. making something okay. better. You're changing the format of something. You right. change it, you know, from one the formation uh, of it. Right. Okay. So it, it gives it a different look. So in the processing of the things that we experience, they're changing. I'm changing. When he says trust the process, God just pressed the button. All that stuff he's been throwing in there, allowing you, you know, the processor is there. He's just throwing in this and throwing in some hurt, throwing in some happiness, throwing in some mad, some stuff where you're, you're mad, you're upset, things that bother you. And right. then he presses that button 
and you begin to process. And when he, when, when it finishes, the content in that, in that machine looks different than what went in. It's something new. And that's what he says. He's going to do a new thing. And in Isaiah, I've been studying Isaiah, Isaiah 4, chapter 41, talks about something new. He wants to do something new in our lives. So we go through the process. And let me tell you, I've been through the process. I'm in process. Yeah, that's a good thing. Hey, yeah, I, I can smile yeah. about it. Yeah. That's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about. <laughs> the process. You never been through the process. The process. Everybody been through some kind of process. And you're a baby. You were just born. Your head was being processed because you coming in with one little chip in your head. One, one, ki one kilobyte. You know those little USBs you put in your computer? <laughs> one kilobyte. Baby born with one kilobyte. Okay. Knows how to what? Nurse mm -hmm. first. All right. Nurse first. I like that. You know how to nurse first. Nurse first. Nurse wow. First. And then, That's then, awesome. then your mother starts to teach you when she smiles at you. Oh. And all of a sudden, you, you, for some reason, how baby just picks up another get kilobyte mm -hmm. of how to smile. Then the speech. Mm -hmm. And think about all the different speeches. I mean, there's there's uh, Italian, there's Spanish, there's Mandarin. English, there's Mandarin, there's everything out there that okay, they're learning. I have to say this: but, the day you started speaking Mandarin, it like it blew me away. Yeah, okay, um, that's another podcast. No, that's not. No, we're gonna talk about that. Today. I was really that was amazing. Thank you, thank you. But yes, but we'll get back to that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's just like the baby. That's a big process of when you're growing up in your body and you're eating food and the food's becoming your body. Your and your body, body processes and the food. You're processing the food. And then that's why you look at you you look at that person over there and you say, Oh, that's that's uh that's Bob over there. Bob is a you see how Bob got that big over there? Food. His body is food. When you get that food is what made you what you are. That's how you you stop eating food and what we turn to skeleton. You think so? Yes, you would. Okay. And so it's food process, and that's another kilobyte. The learning of eating food, and then the learning of speech, and then all of a sudden you get to a certain point in your life, you went from kilobytes to megabytes to terabytes. So you got all this different memory in your mind. Everything that comes your way, you're being influenced. The mind knows how to decipher some things, and some things it can't. So everything that you learn in life and then you believe in, it was a learning process. Ah, another process. Everything is a learning process. It's the process where uh, your great-grandmother somebody was telling you, you need to get out of bed and be in church this Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's a process that went on and on and on. And when you had your kids, you said, you're going to get out of this bed and you're going to this church this Sunday. <laughs> and so it's Wednesday and Sunday night, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, it's a Bible camp, right. and vacation Bible school, right. and Sunday right. school. Yeah. Have you ever asked one of these that person that was really just you know just constantly hitting it like this? Mm -hmm. and, uh, what are you doing it for? What would be the what would be your answer if so I, I if you were going to church if you, were, if you were going to church and and, and it was just it was just a constant thing and I said. Uh, why why are you going? I mean, what got you going to church? What what really started you to go to church? Because it's a process. Mm -hmm. We're talking about process right now. 
my mom a made me go. Is that the first thing you would say? No, that's not what, what I would say. What would be your first thing that got the first, you? Well, because some, my, yeah. my mother, they yeah. carried us to church. There you go. And, that, and that's, that's what the, that was the very first thing you needed to start absorbing everything you needed from church. Then you said, then you have the kids. I have a little cousin that used to say, I don't want to go to thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I ain't going to go. And then he, then years, he went through years of processing. Then he went away from the church. Then all of a sudden, one day, walking to, he was going to a party. And all of a sudden, he heard they were celebrating in church. And the party that he was going to, he never made. He had a detour right to that church, never left. Really? So it's a process. And the process, and somewhere in that process, you find a way. Something takes you away from something, but then it brings you back. And the, the mind knows how to decipher things, what you actually need for your well-being. Right. How does that sound? Sounds great. Right. Sounds great. The process. The process. The we're process. talking about a process. So your peace comes through you, the process. The process of what you experience. I can't speak on something like that I haven't experienced. Right. The only thing I can, I can be straight up with you and you can, you can say, well, he don't know what he's talking about, but that's not true. I know what I'm talking about because it was my experience. Right. It's what I had to go, it's what I got burned on, or what I, you know, had to go through. So it's my experience, it's just as it's your experience, what you went through, nobody knows your experience. So that's why that personal relationship with God, God in us, Gus, is so important because what God is planning for me is not the same thing he's planned for other persons. It's yeah. my own personal exactly. relationship, my own personal plan that he has for me, exactly. and you have your own personal plan. So the processing that you experience is going to be different than mine. We may have some similarities, right. but it's different. And that's the yeah. common thing when people get together. There's a, a, a there's a relationship. We have right. something in common. That's right. So we both went to church, or uh, we both did this, and you say, "Yeah, me too." Right. Are we both at the same place. Are yeah. we shopping yeah, at the same, same place? place. And you got something in common. Are yes. we like the same kind of car? Right. Yeah, that's really right. great. It's funny, like us football players. I mean, there's football players when we I'm playing at Middle Tennessee State. There's a football player in Nebraska. We like the same kind of girl. Oh, now we're getting a real relationship. <laughs> we'll see you in a little bit because we'll be right back on in a one week from today. We'll be talking about liking the same kind of girls. The process. Thanks, it's Regina. This is Chauncey. They call me the coach. All right. See you next week. Bye.